Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of the Supernatural Quest Seekers podcast, where we set out to make the supernatural become actual. I'm Austin. And I'm Teddy, a.k.a. Big Papa Fluff. And we're your hosts with a motherfucking ghost. What's up? We're back with episode 11. How you feeling today? Chilling. It's cold outside. It's really cold. It's starting to pick up. It's getting to the winter months. Yeah, but I'll probably be gone by tomorrow with El Paso's weather. Probably. So what have you been up to? A uh, whole bunch of nothing. A whole bunch of nothing? Yeah. Anything creepy happen at your house anymore? Or uh, it's kind of dissipated? No, it's actually, I think it's kind of gone away for now. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't had too much crazy stuff. I haven't even had any weird dreams lately. Yeah. You think, you think weather plays a factor into when spirits come out or no? I think the coldness, yeah. You think they come out more when it's cold or? Yeah, because that's like, they say that's like their environment is like, that's why like they had in basements and or like attics and stuff where it's dark, yeah, and, dark. and cold, mm-hmm. like real desolate type situations. Yeah, it could also be to us thinking like maybe it's just because it's cool and cold, everybody's inside. So maybe the energy of everybody being inside more often makes them come out. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out pretty soon. Yes, we will. Something picks up at the house. See some crazy things in the mirror or something. I always, you know what I always look for? <clears throat> when, uh, you know how you see like videos of people watching TV, right? And mm-hmm. then they'll see like a shadow spirit either next to them or behind them or something in in the the TV screen. Yeah, I'm always watching out for that. Like, see if you see, yeah, the dude. shadow people do. They can. I've, that's what I've yeah. seen a lot of people when they see shadow people. It's when they're sitting there watching TV. Yeah, like, when, like, like if reflection. I'm in the kitchen and I'm watching TV, I'll always check to see if there's something beside me, behind me, maybe. Yeah. Or even like if I'm sitting on the couch because our couches are off to the side for the TV, so I'll check to see if there's a reflection coming from the kitchen area. Maybe just like a dark spirit just standing in the kitchen watching. I don't. I don't know what I would do if I'd see that. Dude. Yeah, like if you seen a shadow in your reflection, would you just freeze? Would you turn around, make sure it wasn't somebody else? Especially if you've seen a shadow moving. Yeah, I think I would definitely like do like a double take to see turn it. a little bit. Like there you go to see if. Uh, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. And I mean, if it's like something that's legitimately there, then I would just be like, uh, do you like what you're watching? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I kind of get freaked out <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. Like, I want to see a shadow spirit. Like, when we do the investigations and stuff, I just, like I said, I don't want that shit at my house. Yeah. And then imagine seeing a crawler, like a shadow crawler or something. Oh, that'd, nah, be a, that'd, that'd be a, that'd be a trip. I'll be out. I go stay at my mom's house. 
Yeah. Dude, so I was looking, I was seeing recently in the news, there were some some new headlines as far as, uh, like, aliens. Recently? Like, Congress is looking into independent contractors, like, trying to determine whether or not they have alien technology. But they're not going to release that to the public. Nah, but I seen I seen that the Congress is actually looking into it, and there was one company in particular. It was called Radiance. Radiance. Oh, I've heard of that. You've heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, they're an independent contractor based out of Nellis Air Force Base over in, I guess, by Vegas. Uh huh. And it's entirely owned by its employees, so it has no like, it's not owned by the government or anything. They don't have like their own hands in it. What the hell? And I guess on their website, they claim that they have Star Wars-like defense capabilities, hypersonic missiles, and direct energy weapons, and cyber war defense systems. Really? This is on their website. They publicly say that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And they also recently hired a reverse engineer specialist and basically covered it to cover its tracks if something does come out but the reverse engineer engineering specialist was john f stratton jr the former head of the government uap program oh that's interesting i thought you could say like maybe like bob lazar or something nah so that and then they hired i forget the other guy's name but that's interesting that's really interesting we're gonna have to keep an eye on that yeah did they say and it's weird how they like say like something. I seen an interview with the head, but I mean he's not, the head, the head guy. He's not saying nothing. He's just like, well, we just work with our customers and whatever they want. We try to reverse engineer. But I mean, if it, it, there's nothing that sucks about that, like if they do have advanced weapons and stuff, like why don't we see any, any of those like on the battlefield? You know, because then it will expose it. Well, yeah. I mean. I know it's like a big risk if, let's say, the enemy gets a hold of the type of weapon like that, Uh but wouldn't you think that it would be something that's pretty crucial and useful, like in the battlefield, for us to win a war, like if we come to another one? Yeah, it would, but we would definitely keep that shit secret unless it was an absolute must, like say fucking Russia decided to start a nuclear war. We wouldn't tell them that we had this alien technology. Uh We wouldn't want somebody to know that alien technology until it was probably like the last resort. I think... I think we're kind of pretty close to another world war with what's going on overseas. Yeah. I think eventually, like if you look back at World War II and how long it took all the other countries to kind of step in and for it to turn into a world war, we're kind of at that like precipice right now. Yeah, we're at the boiling point for sure. Yeah, like it's one, about, it's, I think it's like scary. Because I know Putin's already talking about using nuclear weapons and stuff and, like, all the other, you know, everyone's on high alert. Even if he just, like, rolls one down the street, like, that's going to cause chaos. Yeah, I know this is kind of off topic of supernatural realm, but what I, what's crazy is I watch this YouTube channel. His name is Shy. I don't know if you ever heard of him, mm-hmm. but he goes to, like, abandoned places. And his channel, basically, dude, there's so many underground bunkers in Russia. It's insane. <clears throat> Dude, there's underground bunkers all over the world. But, like, the amount that he goes to and breaks into in Russia is insane, dude. They have so many. But I don't see anybody here in the U.S. making these channels of all these, like, massive underground bunkers here. Uh, Because here, I feel like the only underground bunkers there is is for the elite. Yeah, well, I mean, here, there's, there's like, more than a handful here in the U.S. um, But they're all military-occupied, you know? like And supposedly, from what, like, 
private contractors say that we used to work on like expanding those areas that they're massive like they're literally mm-hmm. underground cities like raven was it raven rock yeah that one um cheyenne mountain yeah uh there's another like super famous one did there's you, a few like in mount shasta yeah dude did you see the alert there not the alert but like new york their city came up with like a video basically to say what would happen if a nuclear explosion was to occur. Did no. you see that? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's like a, basically a video just for the public to say what to do if it happens in New York, in New York. Yeah. And it basically says, get inside a building, get to like the center most portion of your building and stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But it says stay away from wind. That's what I'm saying. Like why? Like why would they make a video like that? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like why? Why make a video? Because if a nuclear explosion happens, get into the center of the room, make it or do nothing. You're telling me if you get a little bit close to the window, it's bad. But if you're in the center of the room, you're good. Like Uh, nah, dude. If they if they blow a nuke in any city, just the fallout alone, like radiation and and. depending on the size of the nuke like that's gonna it'll devastate a whole population yeah like this, I, thought no, it was, I thought it was weird there's man. nothing you can do i seen the video and i thought it was weird i was like what this doesn't make any sense like you can hop in a in a manhole yeah. and you're still gonna die yeah you're, you know yeah. you'd have to have bad. like something pretty deep and that's crazy sealed off that's wild it's weird that they made it though it's weird yo well you know it's um What's that? The guy that Ted Turner, was he on CNN or something, or oh, TNT, sure. whatever it is, he. I mean, for the longest time since like the seventies or the sixties, they've had uh, an emergency broadcast ready for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and remember that shit that happened in Hawaii too. What you didn't remember? You didn't hear that Mm-mm. in Hawaii, dude? Like two, I think it was like two years ago. The emergency broadcast came over the whole city, dude and loud and was like basically take shelter there's an incoming bomb and everybody in hawaii Hawaii, dude everybody freaked out like and what's crazy is they said take shelter but there is no shelter where are you gonna go well maybe who's gonna want to bomb hawaii i'm just because it's a u.s territory yeah i would say that but it's i mean what's wild though is that broadcasted and everybody thought everybody thought that it was about to be the end uh I mean, I'm not trying to downplay Hawaii at all, but that would be like one of the least places I would think about attacking. Like if you're if you're a yeah. foreign country and you wanna you wanna really hurt like the United States, dude, you gotta go after the coastal cities first, like California, anything California, um East Coast, like New York, New Jersey, Florida. And like there's a lot of military bases around there. I told know? I told Marlene if if it gets heated if it gets worse, I was like, we're moving back to El Paso. <laughs> yeah, we're like in the perfect area. Because who's going to, who wants to bomb El Paso, dude? Well, we got Fort Bliss. We have Fort Bliss. So, but... And then we got White Sands down the road. So those are like, we have the Patriot missiles. We have like a lot of advanced weaponry here. True, 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 true. It would be on the list. I'd say like top five places to hit first because just just off of the Patriot missiles alone, those are, those mm-hmm. are massive uh defense weapons that the United States uses against foreign countries when it comes to yeah. missiles coming into the United States. So, like, we'd, we'd be at least, like, top three, top five, dude. Like, that's it. For sure. But, I mean, we're still in a good location because, let's say you're Russia or China, they obviously do have missiles that are going to make that range, but our, our location is just it's a little it, difficult. It's difficult. 
I think it's 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 too much of a problem to even try to like yeah to tackle. Like it. we definitely because of the military facilities on the coast, they'd shoot that down super quick. Yeah, like it would have to kind of be like a Pearl Harbor type thing where like mm-hmm. they're bringing in planes and dropping bombs over over our area to do stuff like that because uh, they definitely can't come in through Mexico, dude. Mexico shut that shit down real quick. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, they, we owe them a lot of money. Like, we're in debt to them a lot, but they're in debt to us a lot, too. You know? Like, yeah. I don't think they'd mess that relationship up, like, at all. Like, even if it was, like, oh, well, we want Texas back because of the whole, you know, Alamo situation and mm-hmm. that's the territory they used to have, but even if that, like... M- the Mexican army, dude, they're like, we can crush them. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. You know? And because we have a military base here, it would be yeah. m- minimal casualties. It's wild, dude. World news right now is insane. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, dude, I hate watching the news. It is, it's yeah, crazy. It's so right depressing. Now. Like, it's just just one thing after another after i go another. on and on about this too especially the military industrial complex and it's just oh yeah oh you know what's crazy to bring it back on topic um who was it i think uh eisenhower when mm-hmm. he was president he had t- remember he had, he had a speech when he was yeah. in office yeah and he talked about how dangerous the military industri- industrial complex. complex is and a lot of people say that he said that because he knew firsthand that there was contact with other beings from other worlds. So that was, with him not directly coming out and saying it, that was kind of like his way of 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 hinting at it. I seen like another angle of it where it's like basically like, I heard like, you know that meeting they had, right? Yeah. I forget where it was. I don't know. Do you remember where it was? There's supposed to be a meeting between extraterrestrials and the president. I can't remember. Where, I don't know what you're talking about, though, but I can't remember exactly where the meeting was at. But basically, from what like kind of they said is like between that meeting, they want they don't want us to resort to like going all out and having a nuclear war. I don't even if there was. Let's say there's a federation of other beings out there that are trying to overlook Earth and make sure that we don't jack the planet up. Mm-hmm hands down like if there's nuclear war we would fuck this planet up dude this planet would die it would be over yeah everything like it would that's it you know so because imagine dude like if they were to pop off and then we pop off and then say north korea they pop off and it's just dude it'd be there's a lot of countries well i mean not really there's what you would kind of consider superpowers in the world Mm -hmm. they all got nukes you know like you're looking at us you're looking at china russia uh iran um saudi arabia like there's i forgot i remember i was watching something they have like a count of how many nukes each country has it's a lot dude and you know people are holding more than they say they have oh yeah yeah that's what sucks about the un man like they try to regulate and control shit Mm -hmm. they don't you know like it's Especially with a country like North Korea, man, that's so secretive and dude, you can't even get into that country like without permission from from their leader, you know. And like when you're there, like you're hounded, like a hawk, like yeah. you're being videotaped, you're being followed. Like on the out chance you get to go, like you can't take pictures of nothing. 
Like it's against the law over there. Yeah. Like you can't take pictures of buildings, monuments, nothing. Like they 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 will throw you in jail for like a decade just for stuff like that. It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. People take for take our what we have here for granted. You know what's wild? I was watching uh the Haney Cambosis fight on mm-hmm. Saturday. And it was held in Australia, in Sydney, I think. And um they were just getting booed, dude. Really? Yeah. Just for being like Like, well, I don't know. The crowd was kinda like the it US was mixed. like US was getting booed? It was mixed. Like there were some people that were boo- like booing Haney and, tr- and cheering for him. But I mean Cambosis, he's Greek. And a lot of the people in Australia are from Greek descent. And he was still getting booed. But the last time he fought, he was getting cheered Cheer. like yeah, it was crazy. And then I watched the 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 Shields and Montgomery fight mm-hmm. in the UK. And dude when Shields came out, she got booed like crazy. And she's from Detroit. Yeah. And the other chick was from the UK. And I was just like, I started Googling like how many countries actually hate, you know, Americans. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot, dude. And a lot of them, is, they say because they feel that we're so arrogant when we go like on like tourist vacations. Yeah, when I, we feel and, untitled or something. Yeah, when and then the crazy thing is Greece is one of the top countries that hates Americans. Really? Yeah, and then I was like, shit, man, like you we're went there. there, we're there, like in what was it March? Yeah, and um, and Santorini where we went, they hate American tourists because. Did you feel that? No, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. That I I could see why though, because when we went, there's a lot of younger kids. That were there, like maybe like early twenties, mm-hmm. uh, late teens that maybe just barely graduated, uh, that are backpacking through through Europe and stuff. And I I could see how they might have that perception that Americans are arrogant and ignorant because, I mean, yeah, you you have a bunch of kids like that going out exploring the world before they start figuring out what they want to do with their life, and all they want to do is drink and party and be stupid, you know. Like we went on a on a boat cruise and there was a few people. That were young, that were just, I was, and even for me, I was just like, dude, come on, like, you're here to enjoy yeah. this part of the world, you know, like, try to remember some of it, like, don't be shit-faced the whole time and, and just rely on pictures of what your friends are saying. Like, there was this girl, I don't even remember her name, dude, but she, I think she was like 19, 20 or something like that, and she was backpacking with a, a group of friends, and even on the plane... She she was on the plane with us from from Rome to Santorini, mm-hmm. and she was sitting behind us, and she was next to two two people from France. It was a brother and a sister, and she was just being so loud, dude. Like you could tell, like she was already drunk. Yeah, and, they and then the, those people about, are probably like sitting there, like, oh, look at this fucking. Yeah, and and then the sister from from France, I think they're from Paris, from what I remember. She was telling her. They started talking about like their Instagrams and stuff, and mm-hmm. and the American girl, she was she was like, oh my god, you have so many followers, like let me follow you, like follow me back, blah blah blah, like all that you know social yeah. media crap. And I was just, I remember I was just chuckling, dude. And then just because I was trying, I was like, I was like, people behind me, man, like this is funny. <laughs> and I just listened to the conversation, like she was just like all over the place. Yeah. And then when we got on the boat ride, I think it was like two days later. 
And then I just heard her voice and I was like, oh, that's the damn girl from the plane. And I turned around, I was like, yes, it is her crazy ass. So like at first, like everybody's like talking to each other, introducing themselves and it was pretty chill. Um, We're out there for like two, two and a half hours doing on the water. It It was really nice, but they were giving us drinks and shots and she got so wasted. Like she was... It was a, I forgot the name of the, like the type of boat, but I was like that net yeah. in the front that you can kind of lay on to like suntan and all that. And she was like, she was on it when you weren't supposed to be on it. Mm-hmm. Like she was stumbling around the boat. She yacked it all over the restroom, like down in the bottom. Like it was disgusting. Like they, her friends had to carry off the boat, like when we finished. And I was just like, come on. Yeah. And like when you go to touristy dest- destinations like that, you, it's crazy, but you become like a representation of yeah. where you're from. So. I think yeah, and I think that's not what a lot of people realize. Like when they're going to other countries for for vacation, is obviously you're wanting to go there because you know most likely it's a beautiful place to go mm-hmm. see and, and have a you know a fond memory of. But you're also you have to keep in mind you're representing your country, yeah. you know. And if you go somewhere and you're just being a complete ass, then that's what they're going to perceive you and the people in the country where you come from to be like. Yeah. You know, like you, you take uh, the Kletchko brothers that were big in boxing. Uh, they were, you know, Russian born, and they were taught in interviews. They were taught like their textbooks were so different than yeah. the events that actually happened. So then, when they had to come to the states to fight, they were like, "Wow, like this is completely opposite opposite than what we learned. Mm-hmm. Like the, the United States is nothing like what we read in our textbooks growing up in school." You know, and for a long time they lived here for a while you know and it's it's crazy too like well also with that you have to take into consideration like wherever you're born or what country you're from you, the story that you read on history is going to be it's gonna change yeah and it also makes you question stuff that we read too you know yeah. like it's that's what sucks about books yeah is it's always you always want to believe that it's it's actual history being put on the pages and that's what you're actually reading. But a lot of times it's someone putting their own opinions into yeah. it and it becomes distorted. With that too, I wonder if like what, I wonder if they teach stuff like UFOs and extraterrestrial things differently. I don't think anybody does, dude. Or is everybody on the same page? I Yeah, I think. I wonder, like, say Russia, like, do they look at Roswell the same way that we look at Roswell? Well, they've had their own occurrences with with crash UFOs, yeah, and and their throughout their history, every like every culture has, mm-hmm. you know, like you look at cultures from back in the day, like, whoo, way, 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 way back in the like, Aztec stuff like that, like even before them, and how they talk about when how the Earth was before the Moon came, you know, mm-hmm. like basically stating like the moon they were alive when the moon was brought to earth by by reptilians you know that's what <laughs> and it's weird like they talk about how the world how the world was up until the moon got brought to earth and then how it changed yeah. so that makes you question you think the moon stuff. was brought here i do yeah yeah i think i do and then the crazy thing about that is even when you look at interviews from astronauts that are coming back from like the Apollo missions, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the sixties and seventies, especially the ones that supposedly landed on the moon, you know, and did all their stuff. When they come back and they're doing these interviews with the press, 
they just look so sad, dude. Drained. Like they look not only maybe it, that could be, you know, but they obviously, you know, when they come back from space, they have to quarantine for like two to three weeks. Yeah, just radiation. But they still everybody. they still look like they looked like just so depressed that they weren't to me it makes me think they're sad because they had to sign some non disclosure agreement well, to what, not yeah. talk about what they actually saw. You know? Like yeah. when you look at the Apollo eleven interview after when they came back. You can't say anything, dude. They look so sad, dude. Like and then even with the questions, like when they respond back to him, like it's kind of just like, meh, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like we where they have they they're basically reading a script of what NASA told them to respond and say, and that's it. And you could tell, like in the interviews during the Yeah, I mean it's all OPSEC pin. Because you yeah. don't want to say something that another country here didn't think that it sucks. If it like let's say they do, they went up there and they saw like other beings or other structures on the moon and stuff like how they say there is. It sucks because yeah. you would want that to be known to the world, you know. And the fact that you can't say anything about it, I think, for me personally, if I was in that, if I was put in that situation, I would, I would be super sad about that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's an accomplishment. To not only be able to go up into space or land on the moon and be an astronaut, but if you see, especially structures or other beings from another world, and you can't say nothing about that, yeah, like imagine they had like a whole base set up there, would be wild. Well, that's what they say. There's bases all over the moon, dude, and that it's hollow, and there's all types of stuff going on up there. Imagine if like aliens were just chilling up there, waiting, just watching us from the moon in their own little stations, bro. Like. Imagine if they were there and then they left and they went to Mars because they found out we finally made it to the moon. So they're like, hey, fuck it, let's go to the Mars. And then. And now we're going to try to go over there. And, and then we're going to try to go. Damn, they're now they're coming here. <laughs> we can't get away from these idiots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild, man. I guess, like, with stuff like that, you just have to. It's up to you, like, as a person to, to decide what you believe in. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's a lot of fake content out there. Um, a lot of stuff that's just ridiculous, but there's also a lot of things that you actually read about or, or watch, and then you do research yourself, and it really does make you question. You know? Yeah, I've been doing other research too on stuff as far as like uh, there are a lot of movies that are dramatized. What do you mean? And like they also have true events or true stories. Like, what do you think about <clears throat> what do you think about movies like The Conjuring or Amityville Horror, stuff like that? Uh, like the story? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of those are based off of like Ed and Lorraine Warren's files. Yeah. You know, because they're the ones that went out there and investigated them. So a lot of that, like with The Conjuring, when you actually read about the, I think it was what, the per- Peron, Peron, or uh-huh. I don't know how to say the last name, that family on the first movie, um, Obviously, the the movie was completely Hollywoodized. Um, a lot of the stuff didn't happen the way it was in the movie. And I think, I don't even think the Warrens were even allowed in the house, dude. Yeah, so when it comes to The Conjuring, what I've seen, so it happened uh, January 1971. It was the, what is it, the parent, the parent, parent family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. The family immediately started noticing things strange happening around the house, starting small and eventually escalating. 
So simple things like brooms were misplaced. Other items were getting moved around. Sometimes they would hear like a scraping sound coming from the pots in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girls, they, they the, the young girls, younger girls started to notice spirits um, around the house, they said. And like seeing seeing spirits and they thought they were they thought they were harmless but later this would become false um the mother carolyn she researched the home and would discover that it had uh it had been in the same family for eight generations yeah i think one of the one of the relatives was like a devil yeah or something and it said uh there was a was it was it bell bashiba Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Bathsheba was the spirit in the film, and it turns out that she was one of the people that in, that was in the house, and she was a rumor Satanist. Oh, that's creepy. But then also, before, before that, several children had drowned in a nearby creek. One was murdered, and a few had hung themselves in the attic. On the property? On the property. Whoa. Yeah. Children? Children. That's what's kind of weird. Oh, that gave me the chills. Yeah. That's crazy. And it tur- yeah, so Beth- Bathsheba, she lived there on the property in the mid-1800s and was rumored to be a Satanist. Satanist. Evidence, uh, there was evidence that she had been involved of the death of a neighbor's child, though no trial ever took place. She was buried in a cemetery nearby in Harrisville. Wow. Where, where, where is that? Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Damn. So like all these little things happening in the house would lead to Ed and Lorraine Warren going. They did go. Um, they went a few times, and then one of the last times they had a séance. Uh huh. And, and it was in the house. It was in the house, and then after the séance, the the man I forget his name, the man of the house, he had kicked him out. I was like, hey, don't come back. Like, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like the like it for the mental state of of the mother there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a damn good movie. When when I think about houses like this, when I hear stories like this, I wonder if because this is back then. Um, you think black mold played a played a role in it? I don't know. Did they find black mold there? I don't know. I never heard anything about it. But what if it? Uh, what if there was? Well, black it definitely mold? makes you hallucinate. Yeah, you know, especially with older houses like that, um, it could cause. That's, that's a huge health risk, you know. It can cause uh, hallucinations. Um, like your mind just. And if you don't see it or you don't know where it's at, I mean. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know, man. I think. I think nowadays it's um, a lot easier to document like spirits and stuff because like our technology, like camcorders and like all the mm-hmm. devices we have. Back then, it was still fresh, like brand new. Like the only time you witnessed it, like if you were there, like you were there. Yeah. All they had was like snapshot cameras, you know. Like if you caught something, you caught. If not, then you, it's kind of just you know word of mouth. Yeah, you know. I think it was a lot harder, but what do you what do you think about the Amityville horror story? I'm kind of iffy about that because people live in that house now. Mm-hmm. And they say they never witnessed anything. They never heard anything crazy. Yeah, that was one of Ed and Lorraine's first, like, breakout investigations. Yeah. There. Um, I think with the, I forget the name of the family that lived there. That the Defoe's? Yeah. Or are you talking about after the fact? No, after the fact. Well, ah. the Defoe thing, that's a actual thing. Yeah, so that know? happened. Yeah, and he blamed it on, you know, hearing demons and stuff. 
but the family that moved in after when what the movie's based off of I don't know like some of it I kind of feel was more publicized for them to make money off of it mm-hmm. but I mean in like even with in the the fail case there's just some people that just snap yeah. dude and like just do outrageous stuff and for those of you who don't know the amityville horror story which i'm pretty sure everybody does it occurred november 13th 1974 ronald defoe jr also known as butch woke up in the middle of the night grabbed his rifle and executes his entire family he murdered his parents two sisters and brother every single one of them was found laying face down in bed which is crazy because how come none of them heard the gunshots? Some people believe that supernatural forces silenced the gunshots or there was some other kind of force. And he had like a shotgun or something, though. No? Yeah, it was a shotgun or a rifle. It was, was, it a, yeah, shotgun? It was, like a it was one of them, yeah. So it was something. Yeah. But that's what's crazy is how come nobody woke up and heard the gunshots? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, the movie that they made off of it with Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it had a lot of, you know, good jump scares and stuff, yeah. but the actual, like, account of what they say happened was just and ridiculous. That's what's weird, too, is, like, the fact that nobody heard gunshots. Some people say, like, supernatural forces, but what if? What if there's another theory that there was more than one person? That it was, like, Ronald Defoe, a friend, and a friend. Somebody had like, there's no way you go through boom, 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 when not one person wakes up. One of the theories that I seen was um, that it was a friend, and then his sister helped, and then he killed her. So from what, so yeah, from what I was reading, one of the lawyers he believed that Defoe and a friend killed the parents, the sister killed the children, and then once Defoe seen it, like seen how the sister killed, then he killed her. Wasn't she in bed too? Well, did they all have like kind of the same rooms or no? Uh, well, I mean, the parents were in their room, and then I know like two of the other siblings slept in the same room. Um, and then they, they also the say that the own. boyfriend of the sister stated that she she really despised her parents and wanted to leave. Hmm. So that be that be I don't know. It's kind of I don't know. Yeah, that one the Amityville. And then also, I didn't even know this, that the the family was connected to the Gambino crime family. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so the wife, her father was connected to the the Gambino crime family. Huh. Yeah, was there Luis? Luis Defoe's father, Michael Briganti, was connected to him. But they say it wasn't a mob thing because the Mm -hmm. mob wouldn't interact with the children. So that's that's why they ruled the mob out of it. I did not know that. That's that's interesting news. Yeah. But then when Ed and Lorraine went, they started investigating, and they say there was like Indian burial grounds and a chief, and yeah. that's where it kind of yeah, comes like, distorted. Yeah, they, they found like stuff in the basement, like the hidden room and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it just there's just too many conflicting accounts, especially with that story. Yeah, you know. I guess you just have to pick and choose what you want to believe in with that one, but I just, me for one, I don't, I don't really believe the, the stuff that they say occurred at the Amityville. But what do you think about Ed? But Ed and Lorraine were the ones that that were there. What do you think that they felt? You think what they felt was false, or uh, I don't know. I'm like a super huge fan of both of them. Um, 
I definitely think that Lorraine felt something because she was clairvoyant. Yeah. But it could have been... How long was it after that they went to go investigate? Not long, because it was after the other family had already been there. Hmm. I don't know, dude. Those of you who don't know, Ed and Lorraine, they were... uh, Ed was a self-taught demonologist in Lorraine. She was a clairvoyant. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, they're responsible for some of the most famous haunted movies out right now. The Conjuring, Annabelle. What else? The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, well, that's part of the Conjuring. It's a Conjuring, yeah, but The Devil Made Me Do It. That was a that was a crazy story too. It was. That's when they actually brought you know <laughs> the court system. And what's wild is like instead of catching a murder charge, this dude caught first degree manslaughter, and that was it. He only served five years of his what twenty something sins. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That was like all over the news back then. Yeah. Just wild. I don't know, man. They like I don't know. No, Insidious isn't part of the. Insidious is not. Like it should be right though. It feels like it. it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, the first one was good, man. Especially when they got the demon like in the back. Mm-hmm. On that in that kitchen scene. Out the window. <laughs> I used to love that song. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was good. But I mean, even a lot of those. When you research a lot of these these stories, and I mean, obviously, yeah, they make um, movies out of them. A lot of these sets are haunted too. Mm-hmm. Like, a yeah. Lot. What do you think? Like, do you think, as far as like Indian burial grounds, and as far as those go, like stuff being built upon those or being in the area, do you think they disturb certain? things and cause oh, paranormal yeah. activity to occur definitely what sucks with those is when we we first started colonizing the united states mm-hmm. um obviously okay. there was yeah other people already here a lot of the native american tribes um they had like their own you know burial sites and, and stuff we just came in and just took everything away and started building our own shit on top of them you know, a lot of times they didn't even move the bodies. They just built them. We didn't on even top. know, like, yeah. And obviously, of course, that's definitely gonna, you know, cause a problem with the spirits. It's gonna disturb their rest, um, and that's where you get a lot of these hauntings. Is when you do research on a lot of these places that are extremely haunted. More than half the time, it's on Native American. There area. was either some type of burial ground built on top or you know below what it was built on top or they moved a burial site somewhere else and yeah. that could have disturbed the spirits or they could have left some bones like you know and that's like, like that whole san antonio area too that's yeah like, like even too. i think poltergeist too something about like the, yeah. the whole property like the houses and stuff they built like were, were built on top yeah. of I seen something it was in 19 between 19 and 1979 and 1980 Disney theme parks in Florida they launched a ride known as the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad did you hear about that is that the one with the deck they use actual bones yeah well I think so apparently they said it was like supposed to be like a haunted mine that goes through a ghost town yeah and was built upon indigenous land well I know on one of the rides they used back in the day I forgot which one it was I think it was like Treasure Island or Treasure Mountain or something like uh-huh. that 
they had skeletons set up as props like throughout the ride. And were they were real skeletons. At one point, they found out there were actual skeletons of people. What? So they shut. They had to shut the ride down. Dude, that's wild. That's disgusting. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's madness. Why? Why the hell would you want to do that? You know. Yeah. Like that's wrong. There was an there was another theme park or amusement park in 1920. It was known as the Lake Lake Shawnee. Have you heard of that one? It sounds familiar. Lake Shawnee. I said it was open later in the 1920s and would later be closed in 1966. The park would have six deaths occur. One that was a drowning of a child. Where's this at? Uh, Lake Shawnee, I forget where it was. I didn't look up where it was from. I had to see it. But yeah, um, after closure, though, it would turn out that they discovered 13 bodies on an archaeological dig site. 13? All of young children. What the fuck? But they closed down mainly because of the deaths that were occurring. There was at least six deaths that occurred on the site. Wow. Yeah. Later, it would be shown that the Shawnee tribe would live there until 1775 until settlers arrived and they began to clash. Oh, yeah. The tribe would kill the settlers' children and eventually burning one at the stake, which would leave the settlers to get vengeance in the same murderous manner. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The current owner of the property still says paranormal activity occurs. Sightings of a little girl can be seen swinging. So, where is this at? A lot of people believe this happened was basically because this park was built on the burial yeah. ground. Let me see, Lake Shawnee. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, North Carolina, West Virginia. Kind of close. Rock, West Virginia. That's crazy. Where was uh, that Roanoke? We're not West Virginia. That was in West Virginia, West Virginia too, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, dude, I, I bet, like all those colonies where we first came to settle That's in, dude, this is super haunted. The stuff that went on, like the wars that went on between the settlers and Indians were just. Oh, dude, it was bad. Yeah. That shit that we did to them and they did to, like, us are like the the colonists there. Mm-hmm. It was insane, dude. Uh, fuck, I forgot that. You ever seen that movie Bone Tomahawk? Bone Tomahawk with uh, Kurt Russell. I nah, think I David Arquette's in it too, but like briefly. It even has that guy from uh, the Rob Zombie films, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, the clown guy. I forgot his name. Oh yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. He's in the beginning too, dude. That movie. Which one? House of a Thousand Corpses? Well, that one too. That one's wild. Yeah. But Bone Tomahawk is... What's it about? It's about um, a Native American tribe. Like, they're super savage, bro. Like, they're cannibals. Mm-hmm. They end up kidnapping some predominant girl in, like, some little colony around that Sounds area. Sounds familiar. And they, they, a group of people end up going out there to try to save her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, their story of, of them... They are crazy. Like, it is a crazy movie. Is, like, Hills Have Eyes crazy, or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, there's no mutated people, but, like, the the Native Americans depicted in the film, they have this type of whistle thing in their trachea area, and it mm-hmm. helps them, like, just, like, these nasty screams that they yell out. 
when they're attacking and they're just super savage, dude. Like it, it is a good movie. I saw Jessica one of the scenes towards the end of it where they're captured and she was just like, "Oh my god, this is so gruesome." It was good. I have to check it, it out. A really good movie. When was it made? You know, or like the, um, the time it came out. I think late two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. You said it had Sid Haig, the clown from that, or yeah, the actor. Yeah. Uh, and then Kurt Russell's in it. Kurt Russell. Yeah. And David Arquette. But, like, they're just in the beginning. Kurt Russell's throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, it's just David Arquette and that guy from the Rob Zombie films. Um, I forgot his clown name. Oh, Captain dude. Spaulding. Yeah, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. He, he died. He died this year. No, he died last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. Was a good that actor. was a good character, dude. Yeah. The the Devil's Rejects and uh, Did you Three watch Three from Hell? You liked yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good, man. You got to check out that Terrifier too, man. I know. I, I want to watch part one again, though. Yeah. Watch. So I can refresh my memory. It's been so long since I watched part one. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to want to see that one. But yeah, Bone Tomahawk is really good. Yeah. And even with like Indian burial grounds, we have our own burial grounds. And I'm pretty sure like when it comes to like, I guess you could say like people like trying to desecrate graves and. <laughs> interfere yeah. like it definitely has an effect on like things occurring in that area yeah i think even if um when you go to a cemetery i think it's super disrespectful for you to, for you to step on top of the grave like, yeah if you even if you're there to see a loved one like step to the step side to the side or be right next to the tombstone or whatever but i think it's very disrespectful when when people do that and i see it like i would see it a lot for work when we mm-hmm. have services and stuff and um, people just walk across like nothing. I'm just like, come on, dude. I mean, you could tell, like, obviously, you know, like how long, uh, how long it is, like the width, like a lot of times the grass just grows like that, and you can you could tell where the hole is dug. Yeah, and you just, I think it's super disrespectful when when people do that. Dude, I was we should go we should go to the cemetery here. I mean it's Concordia? some Cordy, let's go. Like it's something to do. It's so we can I don't know. Maybe we can catch an orb, something, I don't know. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. It's something to do, man. I'd say to, definitely like now that, we, that can, it's getting colder. Yeah. We can talk about something we find or because uh, it's open to the public, right? You can just walk in or I don't know if it is at night. I think you have to get permission. Permission. Yeah. I know for sure there's one section that's just completely closed off. Um, Mount Sinai, I think is what it's called, like that area. Yeah. That one, you can't. Like, that's the nicer part of the cemetery. Who was it? Larry was telling me there's some here that are, like, super, super old that you can, like, get into. Dude, there's some out there in, um, in Fabens and um, San Ellie. Yeah. You can dude, go. San like, Ellie's a hot spot, dude. Yeah. I want like, to try to check some there. of the places out up there. Especially the one where they said the jail where Billy the Kid was. Yeah. That one that was in San Ellie too, right? Or is it in yeah. Clint? I think it was San Ellie. Even out there in Tornillo too, dude. There's dude, there's cemeteries like small ones like that, like all out there. Yeah. And like you just walk in. Mm-hmm. The, the the gate's like four feet tall if that, maybe less. Yeah. You just walk over it. Yeah. And I was looking oh, up. No. I was looking up uh, top seven of the most haunted burial sites in the U.S. Uh, number seven was Greenwood Cemetery in Orlando, Florida. 
Orlando. Yeah, apparently it was a. It's a cemetery that houses mainly children. So most of the children who passed it passed away there were from Sunland Hospital, and many still are said to haunt the area today. What's crazy about this cemetery is they have areas that are marked off as like baby land. Babyland. Which is like areas of the cemetery where it's from people from zero to five that passed away at the hospital nearby. Uh-huh. Yeah, look right here. Look at this. Oh, wow. So you have like Babyland 1, Babyland 2. Baby- that's just, that's kind of creepy just the, the fact that they call it Babyland. That's sad. Wow. Uh, this is the cemetery itself. Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy, right? <laughs> so I guess that's why it gets its creepy, uh, creepy name. That's so creepy. What is that shit hanging down? It's like moss. Just moss, I guess, probably. This got that uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six coming in was Silver Cliff Cemetery in Colorado. This one is which I thought was interesting. It was built in the 19th century, and it is known for its dancing blue lights. Hmm. At the cemetery? Yeah, many claim these blue lights are orbs, lantern lights, and they bounce from headstone to headstone. And that was in Colorado. And it, look, this is it right here. A part of Colorado. Silver Cliff. So oh, there's the... Yeah, that's super old school. And then you have the orbs right here. What do you think? Is he, do you see that as orbs or not? Nah? Dude, that's dust. Is it dust? Or yeah, is it orbs? It's like all debris from dirt and stuff. Around. Maybe... Like the bigger... What about this one right here? Yeah, like I would say like the bigger ones maybe could be orbs, but I don't know. Like, yeah, that's one of the big things they say occur there is the dancing blue. I guess they have like, they'll see like the blue orbs bouncing back and forth. Uh, let's kind of, we should, dude, we should go to Marfa too to check out the Marfa lights. The Marfa lights? Yeah. Where'd you say that once again? Yeah, Marfa, Texas is like two hours away. Yeah. I know they have a hotel out there too that's supposed to be haunted. Mm-hmm. I'll do like a double hit when we go out there. Heck yeah, man. See if we can get access to it. <laughs> Number five coming in was El Campo Santo Cemetery in California. This cemetery was first opened in 1849. It is considered to be a failed cemetery. Failed? What the hell? Yeah, so basically a road was in, ended up being built through the cemetery on top of graves and ended up removing the stones, which I'm assuming are kind of these right here where you see where the road is yeah. right there coming in. They just built kind of a road going right across and they ended up removing the stones. Why would they do that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, many things that happen here are like elect- electrical problems, alarm systems, the systems malfunctioning and cars not starting. The most famous activity has to be the sighting of Jim Robinson, however. He was hung on the property at the Whaley House nearby and is often seen gliding from graves to graves. Uh, cold spots, orbs, shadow figures are also reported. Here? Yeah, there. And I'm assuming that's the house right there nearby. You see the house? Where's that at? This one is in California. That looks like it could be in like Arizona. Yeah. Have you heard of Bachelor's Grove? You never heard of Bachelor's Grove? What is that? That's another cemetery. I've, I've seen videos on YouTube before. I've seen it on here. It was uh, built in 1843. Um, more, there's more than 100 different sightings. Also, demonic entities that occur here. Where is it at? Um, this is in Chicago. Bachelor's Grove. Um, that's, that's like an old school picture right there. Ugh. 
And then this is another one. Oh, that's an old tombstone. Yeah, so it's like, it's super old school. Um, there's also a ghost there known as the White Madonna, which um, you can see walking or like, I guess, gliding around with a child. That's one of the reports they have. Why do they call it the White Madonna? I don't know. Maybe it's a woman in all it's white like and maybe she looks like Madonna. There's also a farmhouse that apparently shivers, floats, and disappears. You also, An actual structure? That's what they say. I don't know. There's also reports of a farmer and his plow horse that can be seen that can be seen roaming the land who was killed in a plowing accident. One of the demonic entities they often see here is a black dog seen at the entrance and harassing individuals that try to come in. They say it's a demonic entity. So, oh, dude, I would hate to see that. Like, So when it comes oof. to demonic entities, a lot of people think that you can't see like they're always like going to be in human form. Um, oh yeah, no. Like demonic entities, they can come in animal form as well. All shapes and sizes, and Ugh. I yeah, I think like remember where was it when we went? Um, was it Old Lincoln County Jail when they yeah. said they had the the crawler mm-hmm. or something down yeah. in the basement? Dude, if I would see something like that, I'd probably lose my shit. Like especially if like it was like on the side of a wall. Like crawling towards you, like even on the floor, like if it's coming like at a good yeah. pace, like dude, I would be out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even want to like stay to to figure out what's gonna happen with that. Like I would just be gone. <laughs> yeah, dude, some of these cemetery, I don't know, they're just creepy. A lot of them were really old too. Yeah, there was a number three coming in was Stoll Cemetery, built in eighteen sixty seven, and they say it's a portal to hell. Stole? Oh, in Kansas. This one right here. Oh, dude. Have you you looked it up just now? Or? Yeah. It's on the top 10. Is it? Or top 11. Top 11, yeah. yeah. This was what I'm looking at here. Um, They said it was... for. They say it was claimed in 19, November 1974 that, and Satan himself has appeared at least twice a year. They say once at Halloween in the spring equinox. They say it's one of the seven gates to hell. And the church also on the site is supposed to be possessed by the devil himself. The Pope himself the, refused to fly over. Really? He said it's a demonic piece of land. Dude. When the hell was the Pope? We should here? go. You want to go? <laughs> hell yeah, I'd be down to go there. It says it was the meeting point for witches and Satanists to gather and hold rituals after the church closed. Ooh. Dude, look at that. Look at that church, dude. That's... There's also rumors that the witches were hanged in the trees within the church's grounds in the past. There's one tree in particular that is now growing through a tombstone, which is also said to be a focal point for paranormal activity. Well, yes. Let's go. Definitely got to go there. We're going. Let's make it happen. That's crazy. Now, number two, which I don't know, I guess it, it doesn't look creepy, but it's Resurrection Cemetery in Chicago. Or Illinois somewhere. Have you heard of that? No. Resurrection Cemetery. This cemetery I was reading has... It looks nice. It looks nice. It kind of has the same story as the one here in El Paso you told me about. Concordia? Concordia, I think it was. It was... I mean, it looks nice. That's really kept well. Yeah. And the ghost here that apparently haunts is Resurrection Mary. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. 
Yeah, Resurrection Mary is the classic tale of the vanishing hitchhiker story. Since the 1930s, several men that have been driving between Woolbroke Ballroom and the cemetery have reported picking up a seemingly ordinary young woman. She is often reported to be wearing a white dress, thin shawl, dancing shoes, and holding a small purse. When the driver approaches the cemetery, she asks to be let out and then disappears into the darkness. Which is your typical hitchhiker ghost story? Yeah, that's what I remember. They have something similar like that here, uh, Concordia. Um, I don't know. I don't really know the story though, but I know it's on that side street, um, on the opposite side of the spaghetti bowl. Mm-hmm. That's where they say they see her in a white dress. But I mean, everybody has that. How many people story. have a, like why the white dress? What's up with the white, a white dress? dress. <laughs> Come on, the innocence. Maybe it's just a demon. You know, yeah, maybe like maybe the oh, maybe the demon guy. disguises itself in a white dress just because I don't know. It's easier to people think it's more. What is it? A majestic? <laughs> Hell no, dude! I don't even pick up hitchhikers. Like, mm-mm, sorry, you never picked up a hitchhiker? Fuck no! I did one time. My, my grandparents <laughs> did one time. Uh, we we're come. I think we we're coming back from like Elephant Butte or something, and we we're in the RV, and there's a dude that got stranded. But it was like me, my grandparents, my cousin, my brother, my uncle, mm-hmm. uh, my aunt, and um, my grandpa stopped, and he had a, like a blowout or something. So we picked him up to take him to the next town, so he can, I guess, like find like a mechanic or something to help him out. And we had this in the RVs. You have like a little kitchen area, mm-hmm. like a little table and stuff. So my my uncle had him sit against the wall. And then he sat right next to him. Like, he pinned him up against the wall, dude, like, in the chair. like, <laughs> And, like, he was just talking to him. And, like, I, was, I remember I was sitting across from him just, like, listening to the conversation. Yeah. And I, I just remember thinking, like, if this poor guy tries to do anything crazy, my uncle's going to fuck him up. Like, yeah. he's going to mess his ass up. I was like, he has nowhere to run. Like, he's he's in between my uncle, which was a big guy, and the wall. Like, yeah. he's fucked. <laughs> But I mean, those are precautions that you do. You, like, have, you to have to take, you know. Yeah, especially like, picking up somebody you have no idea who they are. Yeah, I've never ever like I've seen people stranded on the road, and I've I've seen people like other people helping them out, but I've never picked up a hitchhiker. Like I don't like even like on my road trips and stuff. Like I've seen people like walking. I never picked up a hitchhiker, but once I offered to give somebody a ride downtown that was homeless, and I could tell they were homeless, and I was like, "Hey, you need a ride? Yeah, come on, hop in. I'll give you a ride downtown." Like, nah. Which is crazy. I look back and I think I did. I was like, "Dude, that dude could have fucking pulled out a knife, fucking slaughtered yeah, me right dude. there." <laughs> I, I gave one guy a ride one time outside of one of my ex girlfriend's houses here in the northeast, like in high school. Yeah, and he needed a ride somewhere like in central. And my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, yeah, you just go. And I was like, it's just like 2 in the morning, you know, like, the hell? <laughs> so I was like, all right, so we're driving. I made him put on a seatbelt. Like, the whole time I was just watching his hands, dude. Like, we were talking. Like, good conversation, but I just remember I just kept watching his hands because he had them in his pocket. Yeah. He was wearing, like, a hoodie. I was like, dude, if this guy pulls his hands out, like, I'm jerking the wheel on his car, and I'm just going <laughs> to wail on him. You know, even another time uh, I had to give another kid a ride outside of one of my my old house and I was with my grandparents and I just finished fixing the tire on my truck because it went flat in my driveway. Mm-hmm. And he just came out of nowhere. He's like, hey, can you give me a ride to the bus station? And we have a bus station in the Northeast. And I didn't want to, uh, but my grandpa was like, yeah, yeah, he can take you. And I was like, what, bro, what, what? are you doing? <laughs> so I was just like, it has to be quick, dude, because I got stuff to do. So I took him and like, he was just like, 
super geeked out, bro. Like he was on really? something. Yeah. Man, I would not have done that. And I remember when I dropped him off, dude. I got there so quick. Like I wasn't playing games. Yeah. And I dropped him off. He's like, "Oh, you know, do you have a cigarette?" I was like, just take the pack, dude. Like, get the fuck out of my car. And I didn't know, but my grandpa followed me. I don't, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. He called me like right after he he walked out of my car, and he's like, "Everything okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "Oh, we've been we were behind you the whole time." And I was like, "Why the hell did you offer right to and then let me, me drive and then drive and behind then me the whole time?" You follow me. <laughs> And then he started laughing. He's like, well, you know, just sometimes you just have to do stuff like that in the world to help people. I was like, ah, they're going to kill you, man. Uh, He's like, well, I was behind you the whole time. I was like, and then you're going to watch him slit my throat, <laughs> you know? But I was just like, never again, dude, don't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, that was it. Like, But actually, like, picking up hitchhikers, like hitchhikers, <laughs> I would do it. I think maybe once I'd probably do, like, if I had, like, a body in the back, like just to freak them out. Be like, hey, you want to ride? And then they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, what is that body? No, 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 it's okay. I'll just keep walking. Like, all right, cool. That's funny. Me and uh, Louie were driving down the 375 loop one time. We just hit 54. We'd seen somebody that crossed the border and was jogging. And we were like, hey, should we hop, let them hop in? And like, nah, if they get in, they, <laughs> Dude, they're going to no. see the stretcher and be like, oh, what the hell? What that, you? you get your ass in trouble. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Louie, the last. Uh, Number one, one of the most haunted cemeteries here in the U.S. is St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans. So funny. What's so funny? It's called St. Louis. You're talking about Louis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but look at this. This is one of those old cemeteries in New Orleans. What the fuck? I don't know. If there's other pictures. This isn't kind of like just like an overhead representation. But when you look down, it's it's way creepier. Like when you look there, it's all mausoleums. Dude, have you seen videos of people that investigate the cemeteries out there in Louisiana? No. They're insane. Because everything's above ground. It has to be above ground because of the water. Mm-hmm. So they have a bunch of crypts. Yeah, and that's like how mausoleums these are. Yeah. And, stuff. and they, they literally look like... Like they're from like the 1800s. Like they're super creepy. Yeah. This one right here was built in 1789. What did you say this one's called? St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. New Orleans. C- cemetery number one. So I guess there's multiple. Is there more than one? Let's see. Yeah, bro. That's creepy. They say many shit. of the hauntings here are due to people breaking into the graves and also like voodoo rituals that occur on the site. Yeah. It's one of the oldest cemeteries in America. It's also incredibly haunted, so much so that it's regarded as one of the most haunted cemeteries. Well, obviously, most people believe that that much of the activity reported here can be attributed to the facts that notorious voodoo queen Mary Laveau is one of the hundred thousand people buried there. Yeah. So we got a voodoo queen that's buried yeah, yeah. there. That's another picture right there. Ah, dude, that's super creepy. And there's a. There's thousands of tourists that go to this graveyard each year. That's wild. Yeah, I would like to go to New Orleans, man. Me too. I've never. I've only been there once, but I I had to pass through because I was going through there. I forgot where I was. I don't know if I was going to Shreveport or something to take a case for work. And it was like middle of the night. I was like, I'm not gonna stop here. I'm like. And I was on the highway, so I really couldn't yeah. see much. Shreveport, man. You trying to get with True Blood? That's where True Blood is, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Like over by Shreveport? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Booth Hill Cemetery and Tombstone. Oh, dude, I want to go to Tombstone, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I've always wanted to go there. I went there when I was a kid, 
We saw like the reenactments and stuff, but I want to go to some of the ghost towns they have in uh, New Mexico too. It's just it's sketchy, bro. Like trying to go to some of these places of magic one at night too. You don't know if like homeless people are sleeping out there. Like, yeah, there's some other fucking satanic rituals going on. I don't know. It's just, dude. Imagine we go out to these one of these places and they do like like mid ritual. I would definitely stay just to record it and then like yeah, and then dip they out. fucking sacrifice your ass if they yeah, catch you. I'd, I'd watch it from like afar. <laughs> I'd hit that zoom, get that wide angle. Mm-mm. Be out right after that though. Yeah. That's crazy. There's a lot of haunted cemeteries, like well-known haunted cemeteries. We should cemeteries. just hit one of these cemeteries up here. I mean, just something to do. And who knows, dude? Maybe we catch something. A lot of them, a lot of these ones are like, they're just spread out in yeah. the U.S. There's one in Baltimore, Georgia, Illinois, Salem. I should have pulled up the one that I went to in North Carolina on Fort, uh, on Fort Bragg. That shit was, that shit's Oh, the one you were talking yeah, about last time? I was telling you last time. Yeah. All these photos are super creepy. Old school. Like when we were out there in Ohio, dude, and we were in, while we were in Kentucky and we were just driving around after we went to go eat mm-hmm. at the pizza place. And we were just driving around and we went, we passed by like, I want to say maybe three or four cemeteries. Massive cemeteries, dude. Like they were blocks wide. And me and Jessica were just like, we were driving around like the perimeter of it. And I was like, dude, like the, this is a big ass cemetery. And then we went to another one. I was like, the cemeteries here are just so big. Look, that's the church that's on there. That's just on the site. Where's that one at? That's in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Dude, that looks like the church that like, they stayed look, at in The Walking of, Dead. That's some of the tombstones right there. I can't even read them no more. Look at that. Magic going out there in the middle of the night. And that's the only thing in the field. And is it, is it an actual church still or is it just No, nah, it's, it's abandoned, but... <laughs> We went out there in the middle of the night, and just like that's all you see is this. Did you go in there? Yeah, not inside the church. It's all locked up, but we went, we went on the premises on the outside. That's crazy. Yeah, I would love, dude. That would be super wild to get into a building like that. Mm-hmm. That's a cemetery. Like I'm not necessarily like break in, but like yeah. if it, hey, if you can shimmy it open, you know, <laughs> then then go in. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Definitely, we got to do the ones here out there in Fabens and uh, San Ali. We should do them soon, man. We should do <clears> them <throat> soon. I'm done. We can't do it this weekend though because we got the party. Yeah. Got to do the Halloween party. What I else? Definitely want to go back to to Doniana though. Oh, for like, sure, dude. Hands At down, least like one I more time. To. Hit it up like the last weekend we're here or something. We got less than a month away from San Antonio. Yeah. You know? I think we're going to get some good stuff there too, dude. Like, I I cannot wait to go out there. The drive out there is going to be fun. Like, mm-hmm. the whole experience is going to be awesome. Good, dude. Hell yeah. We'll upload shorts here and there. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. You got anything or no? Oh, shit, dude. I mean, I've just been watching that show I was telling you about. What's on there? Just cryptid yeah. stuff? Or cryptid? What did I say? It was called Monsters and Mysteries in, the, in America. You said it's like three it's seasons, good. right? Yeah. I think it's like um, 12, 12 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. And each episode covers at least three cryptids. So the ones that I watched... um. Was about the Chupacabra and 
some town in Texas, the North one where they caught the yeah. they caught the video footage. It was a cop mm-hmm. that caught the dash cam footage of the what she called the chupacabra running down the road. Yeah, and then they followed it and it disappeared. Uh, they had another lady that caught one, um, or she found like the carcass on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and she actually got with a taxidermy uh, dude and he stuffed it and like no displayed way. it. It looks weird. They did testing on it too, but they couldn't confirm if it was wolf or coyote. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not listed. Um, so I thought that was weird. Uh, they covered. There was a lake. Uh, right outside of Dallas, I forgot the name of it was. So, Lake Lake Bender, no. Lake, dude, I forgot. But they had a lot of stuff happen there. Um, a lot of people seeing like bodies floating under the water, and then they send the cops out there. Nothing. They couldn't find anything. Hmm. Um, a lot of stuff on land that they would find like uh, apparitions and stuff. And then they had another episode on um, the Michigan Dogman. Uh, they had another one in Wisconsin, like the lower part of Wisconsin, like an elk, elk horn or something like that. Um, they have a dogman there. What's a dogman? Well, people describe it as a, literally like it's kind of like a bear's body, like uh-huh. massive, like seven feet tall and up. And it has the head of a, like a werewolf. Kind of like a puppy, mon- a puppy monkey baby. Yeah, puppy monkey baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, they had a lot of people with sightings there, um, doing their interviews. They had the Goat Man in Wisconsin too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not gonna pick this up today. Don't do. Um, they talked about the Wendigo. I mean, yeah. Um, in North Dakota. I wanted to check it out. It sounds interesting. It was, dude. I, and it's mainly from what I saw. It's mainly just like cryptids. Yeah. Know? I didn't. I don't think I saw like UFO type stuff on UFO there. UFO or mainly, even like paranormal. Yeah, I think ghosts. it's just mainly cryptids. Cryptids. Um, yeah, it's three seasons. I don't even know if it's still running right now. I didn't even check the dates on the yeah on the episodes. It seems like it was suggested or yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was just, it was suggested on my Prime, my Amazon Prime. So I, I probably watched something that kind of tied into it, but I mean, I watch crazy stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because when I saw it, I was like, Monsters and Mysteries in America, I was like, hmm, let me check it out. Oh, yeah. So I watched like three episodes, and each episode has at least three stories of different cryptids, two for sure. And um, each one's like like 15 minutes long. It's I think it's like an hour Yeah. or like 45-minute episodes. But um, it's pretty good, dude. I'm going to keep watching it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to check it out, too. I need to keep myself updated on cryptids, and I need to learn more about it. So that way I'm knowledge. <laughs> yeah. The Wendigo one was really interesting. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. What else did they talk about? I know they have one on the Mothman. I want to see that one. Yeah, the Mothman's interesting, for sure. So, yeah. With that said, though, how's a good, I feel like it's a good point to wrap up. It was nice. Yeah, that's a good episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I don't know. We'll see what we're going to follow up for episode 12. Well, hopefully we can hit up a cemetery yeah. pretty soon and then we can post the footage or 
maybe go live while we're out there. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah, with that said, y'all, thank you for tuning in to episode 11. Episode 11 of the Supernatural Quest Seekers podcast, where we set out to make the supernatural become actual. I'm Austin. And I'm Teddy, a.k.a. Big Papa Fluff. And we're your host with a motherfucking ghost. Booyah.